0: You can support Geek Therapy and get access to exclusive content by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Oscar Cardona, and with me are Lauren Keller. Hello. And Laura Taylor. Hey. So we're starting a new thing where every week we, we take turns to come up with a topic and try to come up with uh, different media examples to kind of elaborate on, on the topic and, and talk about it. So this week, it's Lara's turn. Lara, what, what, do, you, what do you have for us? Yep. What?
1: Yep. All right. This week's episode, topic, is mm-hmm. inspired by the first episode of the new Star Trek Picard series. Engage. Um, Engage, um, which it was so good. I liked it a lot. Now, if you it, haven't yeah. seen it, I don't have to spoil like anything about the plot for the first episode in order to talk about uh, today's topic, which is pretty yes. cool. Okay. Um. So I guess there's a little story behind it. So my friend Brianna was having a Picard viewing party um, for the for the first episode um after their usual game nights um so I get off work and after a long day of therapizing and go to Brianna's house and everybody's like oh you want to play games and I'm like no I'm tired I I have been at work all day I'm a therapist and I think I just want to kind of watch and see how things are going so everybody was cool and accepted that and you know people were playing games and I watched and I kind of butt in on a game and was helping people figure something out a cooperative game we were playing they were playing i said we were playing they were playing star trek five-year mission which is a cool board game Hmm. um and so after a while i was feeling better got into this long conversation with someone about what i do and what they do and um they they thought it was really cool and Um, we're watching the episode and we get closer to the end of the episode of Picard. And there's a line about, uh, let's see. I have it here. Um, one character says to another character, I'm sorry. You spend all day fixing broken people. I'm guessing the last thing you want when you get off work is to listen to another sad story. Um. And me, Nina and this other person I'd been talking to about my day. And then they had said, like, some sad story that they were talking about, about themselves. And they were like, oh, I'm sorry, you're a therapist. The three of us started cracking up. And no one else <laughs> in the room knew the context of why we were laughing. So it was kind of weird. Um, but it just, like, it it made my night to hear that uh, and have that acknowledged. That, like, people who spend all day talking and listening to sometimes average stories, sometimes really messed up stories and heavy stories. It's a lot to take in. And sometimes you don't want to listen to another sad story. In the case of the show, character has a a slightly different response, but um, I didn't even get to hear the response because I was too busy laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's kind of the topic I wanted to bring up was like this idea of compassion, fatigue, burnout, being tired of listening, um, but still being able to be compassionate for anyone, but especially for a therapist. I mean, think about the fact that we're recording. I just saw seven clients today. It's a lot. And so here I am on a podcast talking more about how I don't want to talk.
0: Uh, <laughs> Just talk in general?
1: Uh, sometimes I'm okay with talking. when, I, Like on Wednesdays, I have one less client. Some days I have eight clients and it's pretty hard. By the end of the week, I don't want to talk at all. Like, hmm. I'm like, I tell Nina I don't want to listen to any problems. I'm sorry. It can wait till tomorrow uh, when I... Have not had a whole day of talking, and I've had a break. But when I get home, I usually just want to sit and watch TV or play video games and say nothing and like veg.
0: Hmm.
1: Mhm. Hmm. Mhm. Mhm.
0: So, um, other than and- cracking up, <laughs> did you <laughs> did you uh, like did you feel like you could totally relate to to that scene? Is oh, that, absolutely! Like, what went through your
1: mind? Absolutely, that is what went to. I said that that guy
0: he gets me (laughs) he
1: gets me or like i wish that somebody would get me like that and the person that i was talking to at the party um they said like they did say like oh sorry like not that you haven't heard these stories all day maybe i should like back off a little but like a lot of times it's hard and people know that i'm a therapist and i want to be there for my friends but Uh, sometimes, bro, you need a therapist and I can't listen anymore. Yeah. I have a therapist friend that says, um, she doesn't give out, uh, she doesn't help people with problems for free anymore. No more free problem solving. (laughs) Uh, even if it's like a friend buying her a beer, (laughs) like that's, uh, that's okay. But, um, it's really hard to be on all week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Hmm. 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 Hmm.
1: Hmm. Now I am done talking. Hmm.
0: No, no. (laughs) The burnout is real, though. The burnout is real. Uh,
1: And I love my job. I love my clients. I love, I laugh with them. I have fun. Some days, some sessions are harder than others. And it's just like, it is... The burnout is real and the burnout is real for the average everyday person too. the news and world events and it's heavy. Yeah. And it's I have I have worked with clients that just are they can't turn on the news anymore because there's a whole other problem. They walk down the street and they see people living on the street and wishing they could do more about that. And then there's climate change and they wish they could do more about that. And then there's, I don't know, the fires in Australia and they wish they could do more about that. And it's just like one more thing that they can't do anything about.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the, the whole topic, I mean, it could go in so many different directions. directions. Yeah, because just... just For therapists alone, a long time ago, I either, I thought I read this somewhere, but I've definitely been repeating it (laughs) for years. It was, uh, like, it just said, you know, therapists, they, it's typical for, I'm trying to choose my words carefully, but basically, it was that around five years is the, the max for Uh, a good percentage of therapists like that's the burnout rate it's like five Mm -hmm. years and they're they're done they're doing something else I tried googling it before this episode and I couldn't find anything that mentioned the five years at all Hmm. so I don't know how true that is or (laughs) isn't but I've met people uh, enough people (laughs) who after around that time uh they've they've had enough and So you're
1: telling me I might burn out before my student loans are paid off.
0: That is, that is, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a very, there's, there's an irony to, if you got your master's, it was, you know, two to three years to Mm -hmm. get it and then you burn out in five. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: added on to the fact that I've already been in the industry for, in this field for 11 years.
0: Yeah. No, you've been doing, you know, you've been helping professional for, for over a decade. So it's a lot like you're doing it differently now. Um,
1: at a faster pace. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like that's, that's a lot. Seven clients in a day is so much. It can be, it can be, it can be rough. Sometimes like you get those first six could be fine. And then, well, like you said, like, oh, you know, regular conversations. Like I, I know what you meant, right? It's like, it's not super heavy stuff. People are just kind of, processing and you know maybe maybe talking in general something that's not oh this cool thing happened
1: this week and i had a realization yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. right it can be but that's still exhausting because you're Mm still you're still on like you said there's Mm -hmm. it's something that is so common but is i still think it's rarely portrayed you know Mm -hmm. like
1: and like, that's what... I was trying to think of other examples
2: of this kind of thing. I've got
0: a few. I've got a few. Okay, got a good, few.
1: good,
2: I yeah. think I think it gets shown or aspects of it gets shown in a fair amount of media, but it doesn't frequently get named as such. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I literally have the, the Wikipedia page open on compassion fatigue, and it says it's also known as secondary trauma stress. And so... Like if uh, I, it's like how many times have you heard that phrase?
1: Which which in like, media? <laughs> well,
2: but those are also
1: kind. They're they're the same thing, but they're also a little different. Like yes. yeah, it's
2: it's the same thing with we're talking about burnout, which is similar to compassion fatigue, but also a little bit different. And there's also exactly. Um, I, I've got. Ooh, let me. Uh, I have an article from uh, the Canadian Veterinarian Journal, um, which talks about that compassion fatigue is not really what people are talking about they're talking about empathy f- fatigue
1: mm-hmm. it's
2: that there is a distinction in you know what compassion means in this in this instance yeah. and what empathy means and basically it's not that y- your compassion is I- is depleted it's that you have become so empathetic you are taking on other people's suffering so much that you can't you can't do anything else Mm -hmm. your mirror neurons have taken over your brain yeah and so i think that we see we see representations of that i'm thinking about you know um in a lot of cop shows or um you know like law and order stuff svu is like people who are dealing with um Particular situations, um, you know, anything involving young children really fucks people up. Um, yeah. I don't know how Ice-T
0: has been doing it for like twenty years. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Mariska
2: Hargitay is going strong. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you know in shows like uh, you know medical dramas that have yeah. ER doctors, um, anything to do with firefighting, um, all all of these stories tend to at least at some point touch on the idea of like i am so exhausted by being witness to all of this human suffering Mm -hmm. um but we don't really talk about it in in that phrasing of like this is not only is this a thing that happens it's a super duper duper common thing that happens and honestly the biggest problem of it happening is that we we don't talk about it and so we don't have the resources to sort of You know deal with it or we don't necessarily have the language to describe what's happening And so we can't like communicate to each other about like hey, this is happening to me. Is this happening to you? And so having more media examples that not only show it but like explicitly are like talking about it and naming it I think um, would definitely be more beneficial to people
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So there's I Think that talking about burnout in general is just more relatable Mm -hmm, Right. Because mm then I'll bring up an example, uh, like Office Space. Right. That's a movie about like somebody who's just like sick and tired of his job. And it's a comedy. Right. But like if your job is being in an office all all day, you're right. It's very different than having some vicarious trauma building up through compassion or empathy fatigue because of the type of work you're dealing with. But it's relatable in the sense that like you're just doing the same thing over and over again. You know, Mm -hmm. like I've I've had people Mm -hmm. tell me like, I don't even want a computer in my house because I'm sitting in front of a computer all day. And if I see a computer at home, I want to throw it out the window. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like I get that, right? Like you have, everyone has a limit. Uh And even within, uh, within therapy, like some people can take a lot more than other people, you know? And, and I think, uh, I don't know if uh, either of you have ever seen the HBO show in treatment, uh, where, the way the way it was framed was that you saw uh, this uh, therapist. He was seeing a different person every day of the week. So the episodes were set up Monday through Friday, and you would see one client Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But on Fridays, he would see his own therapist, and so he could talk about the fact that he was like, "Wow, like I had this really difficult case." Um, like I remember one episode in the first season where he's working with a, with a young teenage girl and he tells his therapist how it was really hard for him to see that because that client was the same age as his daughter. It's like, Mm. oh yeah, like he's, he's, he's showing the kind of stuff that we go through, right? Like sometimes you, as a therapist, you're dealing with things that like, you don't want to, you don't even want to deal with in the session because it's like, it's so, so, um, it hits too close to home, but like there's different versions of that, and and I think that something even just a regular old burnout <laughs> that you get from a from a, a full time job, I think the the concept is relatable. I don't think there's enough media uh, that covers um, therapists in a role that isn't supportive mm-hmm. to to address the issue accurately. That's why. Um, That's why. Unless
1: you're watching something completely ridiculous like Gypsy on Netflix that has nothing to do with her life as a therapist, and she's a bad therapist.
0: Yeah, there's (laughs) a show on Hulu uh, called Casual, where one of the protagonists is a therapist, and yeah, it's like it's not about her. um, It's not really about her work as a therapist, but that that show actually. She does bring up the fact that she she is tired. She is exhausted. But there's also stuff going on in her life. So you get to see, like, she's overwhelmed. You know, she's definitely mm-hmm. burnt out because, you know, and it's a combination of things. It's also, like, how she was brought up. Like, it's it shows, uh, but she's only, like, one of four protagonists on the show. So it's not, it's not about that. But you do get to see a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But you don't usually see that again. Now I'm, I, I like to lump all helping professionals together, and I like to put teachers there too. Oh, I think absolutely! A, yeah, I think there's a lot. I mean, it was, whew, man, teaching. Like I taught many different grades for, um, for for a few years, and it was. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely up there with with therapy, uh, like being a therapist. And, oh yeah,
1: you don't want to see a child you don't want to talk to anyone like I I've I teacher yeah. friends and teacher clients and it is like oh. I
0: say half jokingly that I I don't want to have kids because I've already I feel like you know I've done my part oh <laughs> to being help a kids. summer camp
1: counselor was definitely like the best birth control for me when I was young <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I mean I think I think that's a good example too like when you're oh, there's there's something about having a room full of kids right thirty kids and they,
1: not being able to escape ever but but also
0: <laughs> but also not being able to to actually be there for all thirty of them 100 percent you know yeah. like mm-hmm. as a as a when you're doing one-on-one therapy like I am yours for the hour it may only be one hour a week but I am present and then but mm-hmm. having all these kids it's like oh it's like you just you just can't do it and there's like I don't know there's a lot of I was a therapist before before I started teaching, so I could never really turn the therapy part off. So mm-hmm. I was observing behavior and having conversations and, and like picking up on things that I, I wouldn't have picked up on if it were the other way around. I'm not saying that teachers don't generally do that, but like I was way more concerned about the the social and mental health of my students than I was about whatever it was that I was teaching them <laughs> way more. like, <laughs> I almost only one of those things really mattered to me. And, and yeah, that was, that was so hard to finish a day where you saw so many kids and, and just, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, again, it's, it's draining. It's, it's overwhelming. and, and, I think a really important part of, of of all of this is what you were saying, Lara, about like, oh yeah, no, and then like, but it's still happening. Like all of those things that affect you are still affecting you outside of work. Mm-hmm. And they're adding on to that and it's piling on. And.
2: Yeah. Whew, I yeah. I think that there, there's like two angles to this. There's. There's just the like getting ground down and not having energy to do the thing. But there's also the aspect of like literally, you know, wanting to help and only, you know, either only being able to give a small amount of help or or only being able to direct them towards something else that might hopefully help. But you don't, you know, no guarantee is, you know, you get these feelings of like, well, I I failed at, at helping and that mm-hmm. like makes makes me feel worse about myself and it makes me question my competency in being a helper and you get those self doubt feelings and it's like of course if you're you know have a little self reflection moments like you know we can only do as much as we can do and I'm trying and that that's literally the best I can do but you know having to repeat that in your own head constantly well that wears you down too so you've got these like two mm-hmm. angles. Coming at you, where mm, it's it's a lot. It's a lot
0: again. And some people can deal with that way better. And again, in treatment, I think is a great example of of like, oh, he's seeing his own therapist to help him be a better therapist. Mm-hmm. And that's again, I don't I don't recall any other example of yeah. that on television or or in movies. I'm sure there are, but I don't I don't remember seeing any. And it's it's a great. Um, the way the way it's done, I think I think there are three seasons of, of in-treatment. and him, like, you're seeing him one on one with his clients, and then you're seeing him one on one with his therapist, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: hopefully, right, like that that uh, brings home the idea that oh yeah, like you need support too, right? Therapists oh yeah, therapist too, and that's something therapists that's, need. Therapists too, yeah, that's something that we uh, some schools require it while you're studying. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and some uh, licensing boards encourage it by giving mm-hmm. you extra hours for going to therapy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's and it and it, it's something that you know we know and we may forget it from time to time, but we know that it's <laughs> uh, it's definitely uh, helpful. Uh, I like, told
1: I told my therapist uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, you know what? I sit and process feelings all day, all week. I don't want to process my own feelings. Yeah, yeah. I was like. screw this, I don't want to talk. Let's do something else. Um, Which reminds me of watching an episode of the Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, We've been watching that before bed every night. And it was an episode where um, Deanna Troy loses her her empathic abilities. Um, And Dr. Crusher says something like, after doctors, therapists are the worst patients. (laughs) Um, And it's true because we know what you're doing. Uh, and we don't want to talk sometimes because we don't want to talk. <laughs> yeah.
0: a, f- a few years ago, I went to a, a therapist to work on my anxiety, my specialty. I was like, uh-huh. no, know, let me, let me be smart about this. right? Because, again, we know. We know, right? We don't always follow through, but we know. It, mm-hmm. It's like when people ask me, should I see a therapist? I'm like, well... I believe that therapy works. So yeah, (laughs)
1: like like
0: I've dedicated my life to this. I think, I think it works. So yeah, yeah, I think you should go. So I went to my own therapist and I hated the experience so much.
1: (laughs) Were you getting the basic CBT sheets about anxiety that you're like, I know how to do this. (laughs) He
0: drew on a piece of paper, your thoughts affect your feelings, which affect. I was like, I was like, Man, you're like, yeah, I do that for people. (laughs) I told you I'm a therapist. We don't have to, like, let's just get into it. You don't have to review. And then he, like, he did it. He was just phoning it in. Like, I Mm -hmm. swear he was, like, half falling asleep just drawing this picture that he's drawn a million times. The whole experience really, like, uh, inspired many, many things (laughs) that I did afterwards because it was, it was so, like, he, he, he seemed like he was bored and exhausted and just wanted to go home it was like 11 in, in the morning <laughs> oh. and, and he's like drawing this thing and I'm telling him like, yeah, no, no. Uh, like, and I, I played along at first, but afterwards I was like him. Hey and you know, I told you I'm a therapist this is what I do. My training is an RBT. Like I'm good. Like my practice is right over there. <laughs> like, what are you What are you doing? Uh, it was actually, I think I went back one time and then I never, I never went back because it was, it wasn't a great experience, but, uh, I forgot what I was, what, what I was trying to get at. I think it was, that <laughs> it's, it was not, um, that, that time in particular, it was not super helpful. Actually, that's not true. It totally helped because, um, that's when I, that's when he was like, well, that doesn't sound like, like I kept pushing. I was like, man, like I know what anxiety is. Like, don't, just, just I know help me why it works. work on it. Yeah. I know then, why
1: it I know yeah. what it does in my body. Yeah. I know. Can you just help me like talk yeah, about like, this? Yeah, yeah,
0: like let's process this. Let's work on this. You know, I don't want to do it on my own. And, and basically through those conversations it was like it doesn't sound like like your anxiety it sounds like you're anxious because of something else and not what you think. It's not. And actually True story. I was going, I was super anxious because I was, I was burnt out, uh, with my job. I was, I was super overwhelmed. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, basically we got, we got around to the point and I, and I wouldn't like, he helped me get to this point where I was like, well, it sounds like the reason why you're, you're anxious is because you can't get your work done. And it sounds like you can't get your work done because of something else. I was like, oh, and then I went and I got tested for ADHD and, and, and other stuff. I was like, oh, okay. So it was, it was actually helpful. Um, It was helpful. Just annoying. (laughs) It was, well, it was helpful. Again, it's one of those things like I didn't know exactly (laughs) what I needed, but I, it was definitely, it it ended up being helpful.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I have, I've known supervisors to say that they're therapists and uh, they don't, don't give me CBT. If you give me CBT, (laughs) I will be pissed off because I know all of this. Please give me some like, processing gestalt existential psychoanalytic it's, it's,
0: it's so funny because like uh when i learned rbt one of the first things one of the first books that you that you read is oh what is it it's basic i forgot i think it was the the rational guide to living i think is the name of the book it's like a it's like uh, albert ellis's best-selling book and it's basically how to how to just always have uh cbt on right his version his, his his model um on because it's like it is helpful it is, i always find it funny when some people are like i do cbt every day don't give me cbt like i know i know what it is it's like yeah well you're not doing it though you're not actually helping you're yourself.
1: processing someone else's yeah stuff, yeah. Not and your like,
0: own, yeah yeah and like but that's hard to do right <laughs> that's like it's mm-hmm. like also lift that's like carrying it's like having a bag full of everybody else's stuff and then like trying to lift yourself up. Like you can't, you can't do it. It's just, it's just too hard.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm trying to Mm -hmm. picture how, how would you, how would you do that? You can't, you can't do it. It's impossible.
2: That's why you need help from other people.
0: Yeah. I mean, it can be beneficial, right? I think, I think that there are definitely, if you learn how to do it, um yeah like I'm going to take back what I just said you can't lift it but I don't think that's actually true I think you can actually um and this is why some therapists can can just take on a lot more and, and like turn it off right mm-hmm. like you said at the beginning you can't turn it off and um and you you want to right yeah. and some some people are able to I think I think that for and I think it depends on a lot of things too I remember times when I was I was able to turn it off but there were mm-hmm. times when it was a lot harder because of other things. Like when my practice was, when I had, when I didn't have a private practice, I had, uh, my my stressors were different. When I had my own private practice, it's was like, oh, suddenly I'm worried about paying the rent for the office and, and yeah. dealing directly with insurance. And like, all that stuff was super stressful and it made, you know, whatever.
1: Everything else stressful. Yeah, yeah. whatever
0: energy level I was low on, it was, none of that was helping. So some support would have been good, but if all that other stuff would have been working fine, it would have, I'm assuming, right? And, and it's mm-hmm. the case for a lot of people. Once those things are taken care of, then it's easier to take on all that mm-hmm. stuff. I still think that like anybody who's doing, who's seeing 35 clients a week, that's just, that's just a lot.
1: Like, it's a lot. That's a lot. a lot. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> so much. I know.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so much. Yeah.
1: Um, Which is why I really like that the, um, it's why I really like that they had somebody in this, in this example I gave, like telling somebody, like, oh, I'm sorry, like, I get what you do all day. I bet you don't want to hear my story. Like, taking some, like, ownership of, like, okay, this is, I'm going to do what I need to do for this person I know. And the same thing with this person that I had just met that was like, oh, I see what I'm doing. I'm sorry. And, like, hug your helper friends think, if they yeah, want hugs. Yeah, that's,
2: <laughs> I think that's, like, a really good example of people being respectful of boundaries and, like, literally, like, like, straight up, they were, it's like asking for consent. It's like, do you have the space for me to tell this story or is that is not cool right now? Which is good to do with any friend. Yeah. And I mean, I think that that's like a skill we need to take into to everything. It's not just therapists or child protective workers or veterinarians who are dealing with like consistent heavy shit. It's it's like everybody can benefit from that recognition of your own boundaries and also other people's boundaries and and being compassionate in that way of checking in to see if people have like the space to deal with stuff
0: the geek therapy network and all of our projects are made possible by the support of listeners like you you can become a patron for as little as one dollar a month and gain access to exclusive content behind the scenes stories swag and more sign up at any tier and we'll send you a welcome kit in the mail anywhere in the world to celebrate your first month Thank you so so much for supporting us. We couldn't do it without you. You can learn more at patreoncom therapy. I I had an Uber driver recently who basically described that he was burnt out from from compassion fatigue because he was like the things my clients tell me in the car. It's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Bartenders,
1: the... hairdressers. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he yep. but he but he said that his his wife uh when he when he gets home like depending like she can see it on his face, <laughs> and she'll ask him like like do you want to talk about like you know it, it, you definitely had a bad day like w- what happened today you know and do do you want to talk about it and she seemed you know he was he was telling me how appreciative he was of of how supportive she was, like she understood mm-hmm. it you know it's it's like that example from from Picard it's like this this person gets me you know, mm-hmm. and it, that doesn't yeah. mean you're good, you have to put that all on 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 them either. But just knowing that someone uh, is aware of of um of like what you what you go through, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and ex- expressing that that kindness of being like, do you want to unload, or do you want to like you want a distraction? You want to just watch some comedy TV, and we don't talk about it at all. We don't think about it, like. Being able to express that, yeah, that's that's a that's some good shit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: So in superhero stories, a lot of them have uh, like Batman has Alfred, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have your man and your man in the chair, right? Someone who yeah. Al- who's I able feel to-
2: like Alfred would really benefit from going to therapy himself.
0: Uh, maybe. So I mean, so day. would Batman.
2: Yeah, well, so, yeah, but that so, one's way more obvious. This would be yeah, Alfred, this would be yeah. the secondary trauma stress, right? Batman exactly. gets the Batman gets the traumatic stress primary. Yeah. <laughs> Alfred gets yeah. the secondary. Yeah, so
0: Batman's yeah. whole motivation is to avoid, uh, I guess you know, the trauma on other people. Right? That's like his whole purpose for 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 doing what he does. To the point where it's like. He takes on a whole lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and mm-hmm. like we talked about, heroes in crisis. The idea that he actually used um, a sanctuary for himself, which is amazing. I'd, I'd still love to see him have more, um, like more kind of uh, supportive, you know, interactions with with other people. I think that uh, as a character over the over the last, I'd say maybe. Like 15 years, you know, this idea of the Bat family that has developed where there's all of these other characters kind of sharing the load. This case, mm-hmm. like this case, it's more like a workload.
1: right? Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Gotham City's got a lot of stuff going on and, and he's he's not doing everything on his own and he's willing to rely on all of these other people.
1: But he has and, other people that know who he is and they mm-hmm. they get it and yeah. he can talk to them about it.
0: Yeah. And like all these superhero shows on CW, they all have a team, right? There's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of people, and
2: Batwoman's got her man in the chair with Luke Fox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we yeah. we all we, we need other people. We can't we can't do it alone. We need each other, and it's it's really important that we we see that in stories, uh, especially when we're having characters that are super in some way is showing that even even they do not exist in a vacuum even Mm -hmm. the almighty space alien still needs family and friends still needs somebody that they can be all like you know i had a real shit day and um i just need a hug perhaps (laughs) yeah i've definitely
1: been relating to a lot of superhero stories uh Mm -hmm. lately uh and more so since i started this new job uh in the last six months, and uh, I've been writing in my journal, my uh, like my like media journal next to my uh, both at work, and then I have one at home. But every time there's a really good quote about what superheroes are, what they do, anything that has to do with like the feeling of needing to be a savior or needing to be everything for everyone, I'm like, I need to pay attention to what they're saying because it's like. Oh, so good, so good. <laughs> I mean, one yeah.
0: one example that I that I like that is not very common, I think, is in, uh it's not in Man of Steel. I think it's in, is it in? I think it's in Dawn of Justice, right? It's in, in Batman v Superman, where, uh like there's always this thing in the comics, right, where Superman is is, like he can't save everybody, right? Like he 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 just can't do it. Doesn't matter how badly he wants to, he just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his mom tells him in, in Batman v Superman, it's like you don't know them anything. Like just stop. Like you don't have to save them. <laughs> like forget it. <laughs> it's it's a version that you don't see often, but it's also one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, like I don't, like I'm off the clock. I don't I don't need to help my friends just because I just because I can. I don't have to it's like that you know we're talking about um needing uh the support and, and 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 other people the truth is that uh i i like when in stories you see both versions right it's like oh this person has no support and look look like they're overwhelmed they're 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 exhausted they're not doing great and then this other group it's like oh like he has tons of support and he's doing way better you know mm-hmm. and and showing different variations of that as uh, you know, just showing like maybe you might benefit, and if you don't, like it might be really hard, and it it could be, it could be, um, you could see yourself in both situations where you've where you've had the support and you haven't had the support. But again, I I like that one where where his mom was just like, just stop, just don't do it, just <laughs> they don't you don't owe them anything. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think that's necessarily an unhealthy way to look at it either. You know. People, people will need different, uh, different types of support and different uh, ways to rationalize th- these things. And and it's it's oh, it's so different for for everyone. And that that one has always stood out to me. It was like shocking when I saw it, and it's like, oh yeah, no, 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 that's that's good. <laughs> he didn't listen, but uh, that's pretty good. Of
1: course, he didn't listen.
0: Do you are there? Are there specific superheroes that you've been relating to lately? Any that that stick out?
1: Um, I've been watching a lot of. I just finished watching uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, I wish I had my journal with me in the room I'm recording in right now, because uh, there's a few pieces that really, uh, stood out to me, um. Some not necessarily because of my work, but some that I can still relate to. Uh, One of my favorite lines was um, heroes are the ones that have to keep on going Mm -hmm. uh, or keep going on or whatever it is. Dying is the easy part. Heroes are the ones that have to keep going on. Um, I really like that. Um, And there's another one from that one that I can't remember. And I really liked, um, I watched an episode of Batwoman recently that um, uh, Sophie, uh, uh, Kate Kane's ex-girlfriend, which they established in the first episode, so it's not spoilery, um, says something along the lines of, um, we're human, uh, it's it's in our nature, or it's, it's easy to avoid feeling our feelings. Uh, And I thought that was really important. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because it's so easy for a therapist to push aside. That's what they have to do. You push aside everything and you pay attention to how you're feeling because of counter transference and all of that. But your focus is on the other person. Right. So at some point you have to deal with all those feelings you've packed away and it's really easy not to. Because you've been dealing with everyone else's feelings all week. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of like little things in stories that like and I've sent ones to you over time uh in like text messages when I see it in a comic book or whatever. I was trying to find a panel uh from the new Superman, uh where uh uh is it Kenan Kong? He um He meets with Superman and is like, well, how do you how do you deal with all the pain? How do you deal with all of it? And I can't remember the exact line, but Superman had a brilliant line about like being able to focus on one thing at a time and you can't knowing that you can't save everyone and you just do what you can. Um, So all those little things like that, I'm like, oh, you get me. You get me? Uh, <laughs> Professor X is another another good one because he had a line in, uh, which of the movies was it? Was it Days of Future Past? Was it? I don't know. It was one of the ones where he's younger. and. It, it, oh, it was when Picard, or Picard. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love Patrick Stewart. It's when Patrick Stewart, and why can't I think of his name?
0: James mm-hmm. Mac. McAvoy McAvoy yeah yeah, right? yeah. McAvoy yeah yeah right James McAvoy yeah James McAvoy oh, when, when they meet when they meet, other, yeah, when they meet yeah, that yeah. scene
1: was just like oh I'm a th- uh, he's he's speaking to the the his the future therapist version. in the world yeah. <laughs> uh and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he hears other people's thoughts mm-hmm. and it's he has like mirror neurons to the extreme <laughs> basically and it's really he has the ultimate like compassion or empathy fatigue
0: yeah there's um <laughs> to to bring a more negative example in the comic book irredeemable the the main character the plutonian he he's basically superman and he mm-hmm. is so sick of basically people being ungrateful is kind of what what sets him off he's like he's he wants to he wanted to help people but then he realizes that like nothing he did was ever good enough and it's just it's just a, a good example of uh, like just being overwhelmed I think but like in his particular version like he' he ends up becoming horrible <laughs> like he lashes mm-hmm. out but it's it shows that weight you know and how I think it's a good example of if you don't have support, which is kind of what happened to him. Like he never had a supportive family. He never really, everyone was just always asking of him and asking of him. And it got to the point where he was like, you know what? F everybody. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do, I don't want to do this anymore. In fact, I'm going to do the opposite.
1: Whew. Yeah.
0: It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think in general, I, I, I wish that there was just more talk about burnout in general. Um, and and like like Lauren said at the beginning that that it, we we put a name on it you know because even workplace dramas like uh, like I mentioned Office Space before um, that goes into comedy territory The Office you've got. Um, what a uh, Stan Right, like Stan's sick and tired of his job, but it's like funny when he makes comments about like, I don't care. I'm just like, it's four o'clock. I'm going home. Like, I don't care. Like I'm done. I've had enough of this. I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't need to put up with this. Um, there's no, it's like, it, there's, it doesn't go deeper than that. Right. Like Stan is probably according to statistics, 80% of people. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Right. And, but we don't, we don't really give it uh, a name. I was I was watching uh Agretico, which is on Netflix, and the, the the main character in this one episode that I saw, multiple people asked her, like, why are you even here in the office? Like why do you even come to work? And she goes, Uh, the money?
1: <laughs> like, like why
0: like why else are, there, are other why people? Why else here? would you be here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and there are some jobs that you that it's not that easy, you know? They're like, you actually care about your job and you care about the people that you're working with and, and you can't, you can't help that. Um, again, like, I don't, I'm trying to think of different examples that kind of speak to, because like, it's hard to portray someone like, like the like the, the Batman v. Superman example. If you portray Superman as someone who's like, you're right, I don't know anybody, anything. Fuck everybody. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna clock out. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna help any. Like, there's no way for you not to come across as an asshole, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's the narrative that, that, that would be great to see differently. You know? Like, you're never gonna see a fireman, uh, in a TV show off the clock walk by a fire. <laughs> And like not run in and, and save the person or, or an off-duty.
1: Very, very true. I watch both fire shows that are on TV right now. Um, and you do not see that. They are driving down the road. They see an accident. Oh, they stop and help.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. the doctor on the plane, right? Is like, well, I guess I got to deliver this baby. <laughs> you know? They're not like, listen, I'm just, I've delivered four babies today. I'm super tired. Just, just, you know, just like put some ice on her forehead just wait till we land or something you know like like that doesn't you never see that but that's probably the healthiest way to go just, it's not it's not heroic it's not glamorous it's not uh baby compassionate. delivering
1: <laughs> delivering a baby on a plane might be heroic and glamorous and compassionate you might get famous off that no 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 <laughs>
0: the, doing the opposite is not oh
1: doing the opposite right?
0: yeah okay, that's okay, that's okay. why you you never see that on tv and and nobody's yeah That's probably what most people want to do, though. You know? I just want to get home.
2: We we don't hear a lot of stories about not doing the thing. That's... Not usually how the storytelling works, but I
1: do. You you don't want to just watch watch somebody like like, drive.
0: Like like some of us are mandated reporters, right? Like if we see something, you have to do it. You have to make that call. You have to, uh, like you're forced to, or you could lose your license. Like in California,
1: you don't have to do it if you aren't on the clock.
0: That's good. Oof. That's good. That's probably <laughs> See, it's like, that's probably not good for society, but that's probably good for the mental health of the people of the helping, uh, the well, helping but, professionals, you b- know?
1: But then, but then the mental health will tell you, like, you have mental health problems because you see something and you didn't say something. The, the reason they do that is because sometimes you see something in a store, you don't have, you can't call CPS because you don't know that kid's name, address, who the person that did it is or whatever, you know? So there's nothing you can do. You can go tell somebody at the front of the store, the
2: manager or whatever, hey, you might want to call the police or something, but like.
0: This is a more complicated. Yeah. I think in that situation,
2: it's, it's, it's very situational in like recognition of when you actually have power to do something. Yeah. Any, anything, because there are going to be situations in which you don't, you have no ability to do anything. Yeah you know like uh if i'm scrolling through tiktok and i see a video of somebody doing something to their pet that i would definitely consider animal abuse like i can't i can't do anything about that right so having that kind of recognition of like when you have power and when you don't and so, yeah. yeah
0: so actually i think on facebook they they try to address these things to a certain extent like you can report Something
2: you can report like, stuff. Yeah, I mean yeah, I can mean, I mean uh, on TikTok I can you know I can click the not interested button. That's that's the most I can do.
0: No, no, but I mean, you know, like uh Facebook actually has um, uh, people on staff who are reviewing reports so they can actually contact authorities, um, you know, like like the actual people who can get involved.
1: And those people are the kind of people we're talking about too.
2: <laughs> that's a different thing yeah yeah that that would that would be having that as your job is distinct from being a person just using your own Facebook page yes but you know what but, I mean
0: but I'm saying that as a person you do the report which then helps someone like Facebook and actually something. has the system in place to do something about it so you could do something about it by simply hitting the like oh the report button
2: Uh, But there's not a guarantee that anything happens.
0: There's no guarantee anything. There's no guarantee that therapists are helping people when they're seeing them.
2: (laughs) There is no guarantee. We're talking about trying
0: (laughs) to to, and actually doing something. Like someone walking past somebody and then feeling guilty about not helping or actually trying to do something about it. Like all of those feelings are, are, are involved. It's very complicated.
1: There's also no guarantee that running into a burning building will result in saving somebody that's if, right. especially if you're not trained you'll probably die in the fire
0: yeah 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 but like usually when you see somebody just not doing the thing right when you we're talking about social media right but if you if you're talking about someone who walks past somebody who needs help they that again that's that's not the hero that's not presented as as the good thing that's not presented as something it's just it's just usually not presented unless it's in a very negative negative light.
1: Like you're a horrible human being, why wouldn't you exactly. stop?
0: Exactly. And
2: help that kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't know. Yeah. I mean I uh, I don't know. I feel like that's that's a totally different angle. What do you mean? I think there's a distinction in a story that's talking about like not having like being burnt out or, or having compassion fatigue and not, you know, not being able to help somebody versus a story that's like trying to shame people who do have power and ability to do things who who choose not to. Well,
0: I don't think any story, I think most stories are not showing uh, compassion fatigue or burnout or anything like that just they show situations, right? It's just like in real life, you're walking down the street and you see something, you make the decision like, do you, do you help or do you not help? Like, what do you... I remember the other day, I was uh, with my two sisters in New York. We, uh, there was a woman who was, I think she was uh, alone with a baby carriage and she was trying to go down the stairs with it. And we were uh, walking and the three of us Walked past her. Like mean, this is the New York City subway station There were, there was probably like fifty people that passed her at the same time that we passed her. And we're 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 walking up on the other side of the stairs, and she's lowering the 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 carriage, and I see it, but I didn't do anything. I just I just kept going because I was like, this is New York City. This is this is the subway. If she's doing this. I don't know. I didn't even think uh, I didn't even think a lot about it at the moment. But my two sisters all of a sudden are like, "I can't believe how didn't help her bring it down." And I immediately turned her around and I was like, "There's two of you and neither of you offered to help her either. Like what, what what exactly is is going on here? How is all of a sudden I'm the bad guy because of the 50 people who walked past her, us three, me in particular, you're like, "Oh, he didn't he didn't help her." And then like almost Like immediately when I, when I told them that someone else came in and, uh, and helped her lower the, the, the carriage. But it was like one of those moments I was like, wait, so like, are we, you can't help every, every person that you see on the street. And if you don't, then all of a sudden, oh my God, you're, you're, you're a bad person. And I don't know. I think, I think that's the, that's usually what we see on, on TV and in stories,
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a pretty huge difference between helping carry a stroller down some stairs versus, like, compassion fatigue applied to, you know, firefighters who have had to pull suffocated infants out of burned houses.
0: Sure, but most people aren't um, um, firefighters, right? If, like, if you're... how. What's the most relatable? I th- I'm I'm trying to bring up different ways that might be relatable to different people. Not everybody is going to go through that. Maybe many. No, people... but it's
2: it's something like hearing a story from your your friend about how they're getting like mistreated at work, and you don't you don't have any power to do anything about it. So that can that can be like a situation in which you want to help, but you are unable to help. So it has that feedback I talked about earlier about you know making you feel less competent and and having self doubt about your abilities to help people.
0: Um, that's that's interesting that you bring that up because I've had those situations multiple times, and there, I mean there, you can like there depending on where you work, there are systems in place for you to do something, right. Yeah, but it's it's, not it's, always. it's
2: dependent on it's dependent on where you work. It's very 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 situational. Um,
0: yeah. Like I've worked at a place where where I had a there was an employee severely harassed. I spoke up. I ended up paying uh, dearly for it. But but I I tried. I tried to do something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think this is why I keep bringing up the examples of like work of no no not just work but like uh, <laughs> how it's not necessarily like if you can if you go around and you feel bad for not helping other people and or feeling completely helpless like that can be that can build up over time and that can be an additional um i think i think that ties into compassion fatigue absolutely
2: that's that's an aspect that's like yeah that that is a big part of it
0: yeah 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 and i've i like i don't know i i wish that more often than not just like at the party that Laura talked about at the beginning and with other situations, I wish that most of the time I was like, I could walk by the stroller or I could see something happening and not, and just like be okay with, with not doing something about it. But that's, that's really hard too.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm saying, thi- I'm thinking about an example, a client brought in of a commercial that they saw
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: that was, I can't remember the name of the commercial, but it was like a black and white commercial. And, This guy's walking, like going about his day, going to work or going to the coffee shop, going to work. And on the way to these places, like he walks by um, some panhandlers on the street and they look sad. And like then as you go through the day, there are more people like um, eventually he walks by like some protesters for climate change. And like at the coffee shop behind him while he's ordering, these people are all behind him. And it's kind of this thing that all these experiences and all the pain and suffering that he's seen all day Mm -hmm. kind of build up and follow him throughout the day. Um, And eventually the, the answer in the commercial, I think it was like an insurance company's commercial (laughs) or something. But at the, the answer at the end is the guy goes and volunteers at like a community center or something. And then the color comes back to the, the world and like, he feel he's able to be alone and put these troubles behind him. Hmm. Uh, and my client really related with that and felt like there's so much going on in the world and there's, there's too many things to focus your attention on and everybody needs help. And it's overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, and you're the bad guy if you don't do anything about yeah. all the things.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, that's that's what I think is usually portrayed. That's where we get that idea, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. I want to see that commercial.
1: I'll see if I can find it.
0: How, how do you? Google I remember. That? I remember.
1: <laughs> I remember red being on there. I think it's like a State Farm commercial or something. Okay. I could be wrong, but I will see if I can find it.
0: Okay check it out it might be
1: in my youtube history (laughs) yeah
0: yeah (laughs) let me see if i had any other examples in my oh there was um so there's have any of you seen the movie the hours
1: no i think that's one i wanted to see
0: so that movie uh it shows three different women in three different time periods and there's one story in particular, which always uh, stayed with me. And, and I thought about it when we were going to talk about this, um, where I think she's like a housewife in the 50s. And she's just so tired, you know, of that role of of what she has to do, of the, the position that she's been put in, that she... She abandons her family, and she she just she leaves. She's like, I can't take this anymore, and she she leaves. And so we meet the the kid that she that she left when he was a kid. Um, I think he's played by Ed Harris as an as an adult. And we we get this moment at the end, like you see this this happen in different ways. You see. In the three different time periods, women dealing with with being um, overwhelmed with the the responsibilities that they're put in, Uh, like you know, I mean, I've heard many women say like, "I just want to walk out, I just want to leave," you know, like I'm not appreciated, I can't take this anymore, Um, I want to go. And in this movie, you see that happen, and then you see them reconnect later, and you see the the mom explaining why she felt that she she had to do it, why she couldn't deal with it anymore and why she felt like she had to take care of of herself before she could you know continue to do what she was doing and do it poorly basically um and it's i don't know it's it's a movie that that always uh stayed with me it's it's one of those few movies where you see a situation like that and the woman is presented as the mom is probably presented as a as the villain in the eyes of the of the child in the movie. But when you see it in the perspective and you actually get to hear her out, you get to see and hear, um, you know, a lot of the like really complicated uh, emotions that that we're talking about. And I'm not saying that's the answer, right? That's something like just leaving and running away is not the answer, but it's it's one version of this that that is always set out to me because I don't, I don't remember seeing it often. And those are all the media examples I have. Do, do either of you have anything else? Any other examples?
2: I, I don't have any off the top of my head, but I do, I do, as we're wrapping up here, I do want to make it clear that, um, if anybody wants to learn more about this stuff, that, we've been using these terms sort of interchangeably but um burnout and compassion fatigue are are separate things and um uh, happen in different situations and happen to different types of people so um i don't i don't want anybody mm-hmm. to like listen to this and be like oh my god i have compassion fatigue it is all over for me <laughs> i'm just like okay don't, don't <laughs> nobody <laughs> panic this this we all at at every time in our lives are going to have more capabilities or less capabilities to deal with stuff and that is that is just being a human being um i think why we're talking about it here and why we're talking about it in the context of media examples is because it's important to talk about this stuff. And sometimes we, we don't talk about it. A big aspect of PTSD and, and secondary trauma stress is that we, we isolate ourselves and we don't talk about it. So this is this conversation, I feel, is a really good way to sort of start talking about these things, not, not just necessarily in the um, narrow academic compassion fatigue uh way but also in the broader, like as you were saying, way in the broader of like I'm burnt out at work kind of way. It's like it can it can be anybody and um we gotta talk about it. It's important to talk about it.
0: There was a definition that I saw on Google for instead of Googling burnout, I I wrote burnout.com. Not, <laughs> that's, that's not the way Google works. I'm
2: gonna that's drive real Google. fast and crash big, earn all the points. <laughs>
0: Um, it says, uh, this is just the first one that comes up. It says, burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. Uh, it occurs when you feel emotion- overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. And I think that that's, if, if we're going to distinguish the terms, right, then, then burnout can be an umbrella term. And mm-hmm. compassion fatigue can be the type of burnout that certain people... Um, yeah, I have a yeah. I have a
2: quote here by Dr. Charles Figley.
0: I hate that guy. I'm just kidding. I don't know.
2: So <laughs> it's, it's a fun name. I like that Figley. Uh, compassion fatigue is a state experienced by those helping people or animals in distress. It is an extreme state of tension and preoccupation with the suffering of those being helped to the degree that it can, that it can create a secondary traumatic stress for the helper. So this is, compassion fatigue in this way is being specifically framed around, you are helping people who are who are hardcore suffering. They're suffering so hard that you're getting suffering splash damage.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so distinct from burnout, but um, they can hold hands. <laughs> they can hang out. They can hold <laughs> they, hands. They can hang out real close together, and you can be sandwiched in between them. And um, they could share a blanket. They, yeah, sometimes they do. <laughs>
0: it's it's funny. Uh, I think, I think most days I probably felt just burnout. Right? It wasn't mm-hmm. then uh, as a therapist. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like. Whew. Like, there are some days when I was like, nope, that was that was too much. I need a month vacation. And mm-hmm. I need somebody to, like, delete the last hour from my brain. Because <laughs> if not, I won't Someone... be able to sleep tonight.
2: It's like when you really wish the Men in Black mind wiper thing was real. It's like, yep. I could use that today, please. Please, Men in Black. Anybody?
0: Yep, uh. exactly.
2: <laughs> Learn the Obliviate spell. Yes.
0: Yep, yep, Um, it's a lot of stuff. It's, uh, it's like I said, uh, apparently 80% of people are like just dissatisfied with work. And I think that that's enough that over over time, it does a number on you. It does a number on you. It's, it's pretty bad.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, with right. that bummer. <laughs>
0: What's your turn next week, uh, Lauren? Yeah.
2: I guess I'm going to try and pick something that's uh, maybe a little bit more happy do it.
0: We'll take a sharp turn at some point. Make sure that it's not <laughs> all happy. <laughs> we'll try our best.
1: sway, mm-hmm. and I will just like put a big dump on the middle of your <laughs> happiness. More.
0: First five minutes. Guaranteed.
2: who boy. Alright.
0: <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs>
2: Challenge accepted.
0: <laughs> so nah. thank you so much for listening to, to this episode of GT Radio. You can find more about Geek Therapy and episodes of this show and links to our other shows on the Geek Therapy Network at geektherapy.com. There are links in the show notes on how to reach us. And yeah, thank you again for, for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. We'll be back next week. Bye. This episode was brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters. We'd like to say a very special thank you to our supporters at the evangelist level and above, including Mark, Booney, Lydia, Jamila, Adam, Doe, Gay, Pat, and JoLynn. To learn more about how to support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy.